Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, Howard in the his house. What's up, Quint? Not too much. What's going on with you? Not much. Are you, have you been running lots. in the rain and the no, cold? No, I say snow? lots, but I I have been pushing through this weather. No, I don't run. If it's like it is right now at this very moment, pouring out, no. Gross, yeah. Uh, but if it's a light drizzle or, oh, it's maybe coming and I don't mind getting wet while I'm running, mm-hmm. I'm weird like that. Uh, but the difficulty has been, uh, I ran the other day, just yesterday, it was great, great run. Uh, the weather was much nicer, uh, but the Previous to that, the cold, I did a run, and I think it was seven, and I was like, this I'm is so glad I missed miserable. That. I hated it. Oh and it was, like, I had a face mask on, and pretty soon after, you know, a half a mile of that, you can't really breathe, so you pull it down, and then you can't really breathe because you're getting the cold air in, and it burns your, you know, and then I pull it back up, and I was like, I hate this. Like, why did I do this? And then I went to the to the gym once, and I tried to get on the treadmill, the dreadmill, Mm-mm. and I, you know, had full intention of going. Okay, I'm going to do my six and a half miles that I normally do. Went on there, and the minute I stepped on, my mind was like, eh, I'm going to do five. Like five is a good number on a treadmill. I cannot run on a treadmill. I did three after two miles. I'm like, <laughs> kill me. I, I do not want to be running I on hated this it. platform yeah. any longer. I hated it. So you know, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Everything else is on point. Eating is is good. You know, hydration is good. So I just got to get through this. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. The outside elements, I'm like, whatever. Now I'll push through and it'll get better and then I'll start running hard again. It'll be great. How about you? Do you have any races on the docket? April, we're supposed to run Champaign, Illinois. Okay. That's the tentative schedule at this moment. And that's a full or half? So it was supposed to be a full, but my poor running partner uh, keeps getting plagued with injuries. So Mm -hmm. more than likely, it's going to be a half. So we'll see. Uh, that was the desire. The first the kind of the idea was, hey, let's do a full. You know, we've done them before. We've done some ultras, but let's go back to the full. But then he's got some he's got some ankle issues. So, you know, it's getting harder, getting harder. We're getting older, getting older, getting harder. Recovery times longer. Blah, all the nonsense. The first 90 years or so. They go by pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing no caffeine right now. Oh, my goodness. You had to bring that up. I just. That's why people are probably wondering. Me. They're probably like, wow, Quinn's like, pretty. What's pretty wrong like with Quinn? Keel today. Has anyone checked on him lately? Yeah. So I, you know, Logan really inspired me. He's doing this 21 day whatever nonsense. And uh, he was talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I thought to myself, that kind of planted that seed. Mm-hmm. And I have been doing kind of a reset for the year anyways, because I'm trying to get off these booger of 10 pounds that I put on in 2023. And by the way, six of them are gone. There you go. And uh, and so I was like, you know, I should do something like that. And so we were coming back from a, a little excursion, my wife and I, a little birthday trip uh, where we, you know, had great food and and beverages, and it was just a wonderful. And I, I said, you know, there's a time to do it. The times now, and and I just threw, so I was gonna, you know, not have alcohol, you know, all the things, the things right. you do. And then I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to cut caffeine which I've tried over the years. You have to understand this. Caffeine is like a big part of who I am. I just love coffee. And I have tried it in the past. And I think my time, I think my length of of successful caffeine kicking has been maybe four days. And what happens is it's kind of like when you're running a race and you're at mile eight or nine. There's a part of you that's like, 
why are you doing this? Like, are you just are like most people don't do this? Yeah. Are you are you an ego maniac? Like, do you have to do this? Because because what it's trying to do is convince you to stop, like to walk, and that's okay. You got to beat that sucker down. Like, you got to shove him in a box and and get him away. And then around mile ten, he goes away, and you start thinking, okay, I'm going to finish this strong. Whatever, it's right. a psychology thing. So what happens typically is I get through three or four days. And and like my 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 head goes, what are you doing this for? Like caffeine is perfectly fine for you. Like you're like, why would you do this? And, and then and then inevitably, I'm like, yeah, why would I do this? And then I grab a coffee, and then it's over. So this time, I don't know why. I have genuinely have no idea why, but it has stuck. And I'm on like day 13 of no caffeine. But here's what I've noticed for all you caffeine drinkers out there. Around 2 to 3 p.m. every day, I would drag. Now, I wouldn't have additional caffeine to get it, you know, to get another jolt because then it would screw up my sleep. But I just would drag. Would either of you like another cup of coffee? I will, but Jim won't. I think I will have another cup of coffee. And what would inevitably happen is around 5 or 6, no matter what I said in the morning about what I was going to eat or not drink or whatever, around 5 or 6, my willpower is point zero. And I'll just be like, whatever, I was going to have chicken and broccoli, but let's go to Mexican and get a margarita. Like, I'm just, it's over. My willpower is done. But without caffeine, what I have noticed is I have sustained energy all throughout the day. It actually it actually increases. So I'm kind of dragging right now. We're cutting this at 1020. You won't believe it. By 2, 3 in the afternoon, I'll be like wired. I'll be ready to go. But by the time I get to dinner, I still am like, okay, I don't need I have the willpower to have the chicken and whatever. Now, last night, 12 days in, and I don't know, maybe there, maybe we have some recovering alcoholics that listen to this. And I mean, this is a this is a real struggle for, I mean, a lot of people. I've never considered myself having addicted, oh, I have an addicted personality, but I've never considered myself having some, you know, t- tremendous addictions. But caffeine is certainly, I would say it's an addiction. I mean, there's no question. So... I got it 12 days in last night, and I know I didn't sleep well the night before, didn't have coffee, so I was tired. Last night at about 5.30 when I was set to make, because my family was, you know, their kids are at sports, and my wife had taken my son somewhere, so it's just me, and I was going to make, my, my menu was chicken, I was cutting up some chicken thighs with some peppers and onions and mushrooms, and a salad, that's it. I, and I'm like, I don't want this. And I was like, I think I'm going to go get Thai food, which is right down the road Ooh. with the rice. And there's some sugar in there. Mm-hmm. I, I always lie. I, I always kind of lie to myself that it's like semi only the only the rice is the problem. No, there's a little bit of sugar in there. And I would have been like, I'll have a, a really nice glass of red wine with it. I was so close to just like breaking. And I was like, no, know. not going to do it. I made the, I was like and I made this I made this comment to myself. I kind of pulled a. Um, uh, what's his name? The the runner, David Goggins. I was like, look, I said to myself, maybe look, you eat this meal, you still want a glass of wine, you have a glass of wine. I'm like, okay. So I ate my meal. Well, you're done with your meal, you don't want a glass of wine. So I was like, nah, done. Watch the ball game, that was it. So there you go. You brought that. You opened that that's, can of worms, didn't you? That's inspiring. I'd been that, I had been keeping that to myself. But not inspiring enough to do it yet. Yeah. Well, I just I have a planned break because we're about to go uh, cross country skiing with some very good friends in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. I have already sent ahead eight Italian great bottles of wine. Like I ordered them and sent them as kind of a gift and and kind of like our you know here's our con- contribution to the weekend. 
I will be enjoying the the Brunellos and the Barolos that I have sent up there. There's no question about it. But I will not have caffeine. I will I will not have the caffeine. I don't know how you do that. Okay, no. let's get into our question. Yeah, that well, you, you that was inspiring. Hole there. Uh, let's hit it. Right. Let's let's forget all the other stuff. Will, what do you got? DIY. Hello, DIY money team. My name is Will. I'm 16 and I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm now working odd jobs to make my own money and would like to start investing in a retirement account. I'm usually paid in cash and I do not receive a pay stub to show that I have earned the money and I do not anticipate that I'll receive a 1099 or W-2. Is there a way that I can invest this money into a Roth IRA or other tax-deferred account? If not, should I put my money into a 529 and plan on converting it to a Roth IRA at a later date? Thank you for any advice that you can provide. Okay, Will. First of all, bravo for you bravo. to you know send in a question, get the twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. You're obviously you know interested in personal finance. I love all of this stuff, and I love that you're making money. And I love that whether you knew this or not, uh, or somebody helped you with this, you knew things like you know should I put in a five twenty nine and convert it to a Roth? Like all these strategies we've been talking He's about brilliant. on the podcast. So bravo to you. <laughs> that being said, that being said, and I'll let Allie touch on the particulars of this. Without an actual pay stub. You know, W two earnings that are reported to the IRS, etc. You run the risk if you go ahead and put money into a Roth. You run the risk of having an issue later down the road. In my opinion, is that risk high? Probably not. But is it there? Certainly, because then what happens is if you were ever audited, or your parents were audited, or whatever the case is. And you had money that went into a Roth, and they come back. Well, where did this money come from? Well, earned. I got money from you know babysitting or mowing lawns or whatever I was doing. And they go, great. Well, you didn't pay self-employment tax on that. And you go, well, what are you talking about? I just got that was cash. Yeah, that's called that's called earned income. And you were a sole proprietor. And ultimately, as a sole proprietor, you needed to make sure you paid self-employment tax. So ultimately, you could run into a little bit of an issue. I love the long-term idea of the retirement planning with the Roth and the 529, etc. But at this stage, I think you just keep it simple. Open an individual account, invest in the individual account, put the money in there, grow it. And then when you start getting jobs, probably in the very near future, where you actually get a pay stub or you have a successful lawn care business and you're killing it and you are required to pay taxes, then you can go ahead and start making decisions on what to do with that money as far as putting that into a Roth or putting that into some other retirement plan or even the 529 plan. I love that. The other thing I will say is by putting it in just an investing account, just in your name or a custodial account until you're 16, it gives you the flexibility and the options. We just had a young man that we know who bought a $3,000 mower. I absolutely love this. He mowed lawns all summer. He saved his money. He's killing it. He's young. He's like 14 years old. And he went to his dad 
and he, he saved up two grand over the summer, and he's like, Dad, I really want to invest in this business. I want to buy a, a mower. How much is the mower? The mower is $3,000. He borrowed 1000 He's on a payment plan. I mean, he's building a business. I tell you, you couldn't have been more right about him. Regular Eli Whitney on a lawnmower and loves French fries. Now, at this juncture, he doesn't care about putting money in an investment account. He wants to put money into a $3,000 mower so he can roll lawns and probably eventually you know, buy another one, hire a young kid. I mean, you name it. This kid very enterprising so but eventually when he starts you know having this tax issue which he will he will then have the ability to start putting that money in some kind of retirement plan to limit those taxes what say you ally you kind of nailed the tax side of things it's a little bit sticky just because when it is self-employment the technical answer would be if you made more than four hundred dollars you file so that you pay your self-employment tax and then you have earned income, blah, 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 blah. I kind of like your idea of just putting it into an individual investment account. The other part that I that is interesting to dissect here is I love that you're 16 and saving for retirement. I think that's fantastic. And if you had earned income, I would like be standing on my chair applauding you. Um, but I think the beauty of keeping it in an individual investment account is if you're not making enough to get a 1099, so you're not making more than $600 for each gig per se, you're probably, you don't have a ton of funds. And so it might be nice to just build up a separate bucket so that, you know, you're 16 now as you want to buy a car, or if you want more flexibility when you go to college and don't have as much opportunity to make money because you're in school or whatever it might be, you have that extra set of funds aside that has been growing. So I kind of like the idea of keeping it a little bit more liquid and available because once it's in that retirement account, you're not able to get that back out until 59 and a half. So I would consider that kind of as another thought. And then once you start having consistent income or you have some saved aside elsewhere, then absolutely start putting money into a Roth or growing those retirement accounts. Because if you do start saving at 16, 17, 18, whatever it might be, you're going to set yourself up really well for retirement long-term. What else? That's all I got. That's it? That's it. What all right. The other have? thing I would say, Will, is in when you go down, you didn't ask this, but something I always share with younger people. When you start investing, I would say you keep it simple for the most part. I always like to encourage people, whether they put in $100 or $1,000, if you are young, half of that should go to boring investments such as the S&P 500, total market index. Keep it boring. Keep it very, very passive. However, this is also an educational learning experience for you. So what I always encourage young people to do is pick up some shares of some companies that you are familiar with, products and services that you use so that you can start to learn what it's like to own individual equities. I think this is very important. Now, very shortly thereafter, you might find yourself looking further into these companies, reading reports, following them on your phone, updating when they have an earnings announcement, when they move, digging into why, etc. And you will find this new love of what you are interested in. And maybe that sets a tone or a trajectory for your entire career. It did mine. Or you may find yourself never looking at those positions again. You just don't care. That's okay. But what you've learned is you like the saving, you like the business, you like the investing, but you don't care about the individual stuff. And that's okay as well. Then you just keep it passive. And any subsequent investments you make, you just go into the passive allocation. You will do very, very well over time. So don't forget, 
in addition to the discipline of what you're doing and saving for your future and starting to build wealth, all of which I love, by the way, absolutely love it, very inspiring, it's why we do these, you are also on an educational path of discovery to figure out, do you enjoy this? Do you really like going into the weeds into these companies or not? And that may help you in the future. Will, great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Keep listening to the show. Keep growing that business. Periodically chime in and let us know how it's going. Really happy to see you, Will. Listen, we need questions. What Will did, he got on his phone. He recorded an audio message. He sent it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And guess what? Because we used it on the show, he'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. Again, we need questions, uh, juniors and otherwise. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. All right, remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.